Hello there listeners, welcome to the Bullpen Podcast. Now before we get started, I'd just like to quickly talk about Buzzsprout. So over the years, myself and Jamie have worked incredibly hard and refined the Bullpen Podcast into the stylish cultural phenomenon that it is today. But none of this would have been possible without Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout as a platform allows us to upload our finished work and host it on major services such as Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes and more. Simply put, without Buzzsprout, we would not have reached as many ears as we have. Once you sign up to Buzzsprout, you immediately get access to several hours worth of upload allowance a month, as well as an easy-to-navigate website and analytical data of every aspect of your podcast and all its listeners. If you sign up using our link in the podcast description, you'll find information on how to sign up and grab a $25 Amazon voucher courtesy of Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest way to get your podcast off the ground. Join over 100,000 podcasters getting their voices heard and sign up using our link today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bullpen Podcast. Welcome indeed, yes. We've um, we've got a guest on today, Nicholas. So how how are yeah. things? Uh things are things are good. We uh little little we woke little you up in the middle of the the morning just to chat with us as well. Not really. I mean normally I get up around this time to I have to be at work this time Monday through Friday, so you know just you know the one day i sleep in but whatever I... <laughs> um nicholas you're a co-host of a podcast the pop culture roulette correct um what sort of things would people expect if they listen to it um just about i mean we talk about anything pop culture related um and we've come to determine that we can label just about anything as pop culture so um uh, one day we'll talk about sports uh, but we talk about our favorite movies uh tv shows uh we debate marvel versus dc an awful lot uh, but uh yeah basically whatever we feel like talking about we'll just label it as pop culture and uh, talk about it how long has it been going so far um i mean this iteration is we're at like 40 something episodes but um we had uh 101 episodes that we did uh and then it died for two years um so when we brought it back we just decided to uh renumber it back at one rather than try to because we just didn't want to re-release the original 101 episodes there's just some stuff that we're not necessarily proud of Mm. Things that we didn't, we didn't want to have to go back and edit. You know, welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, we had a similar thing with that, didn't we? we um, yeah. This started out as a baseball podcast um, with three of us, and we, we've kept the number in. So when people start to listen to it, expecting a baseball podcast, and then they get to what it is now, it's I think it confuses people. <laughs> I think we talk about baseball maybe one percent of the time. Yeah, I mean, you do. I mean, I I went back and I listened. I, I I listened to a couple episodes just so I had an idea of what I was getting into. <laughs> and, uh, I I I've actually I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So I've actually just started going back and listening to to older episodes. But oh, nice. 
it uh it it what originally what amazed me is that uh, the two two guys from england uh, either know what baseball is or or you know enjoy baseball i was under the impression it was pretty much just a a north american thing i think we thought the same thing didn't we yeah originally but we've we've started getting more guests on especially british guests that have um sort of love of baseball as well but they coach baseball and play in this country and and like we had one guy who was an ex-pro who moved to scotland and, and plays baseball it's just like it surprises us how many people there are out there yeah i did i did listen to that episode when you had the scottish guys on mm. and i was like oh wow interesting so I, I spent a little i spent a little time googling uh just any any sort of you know uk people who played in the major leagues and the number is very small and it seems mm. to be the early 1900s but <laughs> well um even more surprising is the first international cricket match was against um the united states and canada so <laughs> now see that that when you guys talk about cricket um I, i'm lost i i'm aware of cricket espn shows cricket a lot so i've tried to watch it i just i don't understand yeah. it i mean no. it seems like fun but i can't figure out what's going on yeah well i'm 40 <laughs> years in and i still don't know so <laughs> we shall see i don't think it's a sport that's supposed to be understood so you just watch it and yeah. And oh, all rest. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the Xbox had the uh, had a cricket uh, game that I downloaded, and I was like, "I'm going to understand this game," <laughs> and no closer understanding it. So I just deleted it, and moved on with my life. <laughs> I think that was a bit. The, I was a bit the same with uh, the Madden games. Instead, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this is going to make sense. Well, not really. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, we share your pain, I think. I think the, the way I understand American football is that it's it's a sport made up of small plays. And as long as you understand those, it makes the whole thing make more sense. Yeah, I mean, I I think because I've grown up watching American football, like, it just makes sense to me. Like, if I was to try to explain it, I it, I don't know if I could, um, just because like, all right. Well, in college, I had a roommate from Ghana, um, and he decided to sit down and watch baseball with me. And trying to explain the game to somebody who'd never seen it before, like, why does the pitcher do this? Why does the batter do this? Why why do you run to first base? Why do you, you know, just like explaining the the minute detail of every bit of the game was well i mean it made me appreciate the game a little bit more but at the same time it was like i i don't know we just do (laughs) as someone that understands it probably more than we do um the the lockout or whatever it's it's called that's going on just to explain what that's all about if you can um you have one group of millionaires angry at a group of billionaires and they refuse to talk to each other. Um, uh, basically, the owners 
locked the players out because the the players want to have more revenue sharing. They want to have. Ultimately, what it comes down to is, um, like, as much as I love Mike Trout, I'm a diehard Angels fan. His contracts, um, Tatis Jr.'s contracts, the Juan Soto contract that's going to be, is pushing a lot of the older veteran guys out because you can, they're finding that they can get a bunch of younger, uh, like, rookies or second-year guys for way cheaper and get maybe a slightly less uh, productive uh you know, player, mm. but almost, you know, not that much of a step down from those mid-level veteran guys, but a lot cheaper. Uh, so, the, so the mid-level veteran guys are getting kind of pushed out. So the, the players are trying to find a way to protect those, those mid-level guys, the guys that are the glue to the team, the guys you need on the team if you're going to win a championship. But they're not necessarily the guys that are selling tickets because Mike Trout's going to sell a ticket, but, you know, I'm, Some average rookie that no one's heard yeah. of isn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, so you know, you're gonna hand you're gonna hand, you know, Mike Trout a giant contract because you're gonna he's gonna be in the subway commercials, he's gonna sell jerseys. You know, there's gonna be people when when he comes to town who are gonna go see them. But uh, you know I'm forgetting every other baseball player's name right now. <laughs> I mean, what does this mean for the season, though? I mean, the spring um, training's already postponed, I think I've seen. so. Yeah, spring training this week, I imagine, uh, because spring training should, be, should have started next Friday. Uh, I believe that was the date. And then they said it's, it's going to be pushed back at least a week. My guess is that once we start getting to a point where paychecks start getting missed, um, mm. there's going to be a lot more willingness to sit down and talk. There were supposed yeah. to be talks, um, was it the weekend, that lasted maybe like 15 minutes, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, well, because there's no, I mean, now that the season's getting closer, you would think there'd be a little bit more impetus to get the job done, but... Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, I've we've seen it with with football. We've seen it with uh, baseball in the past. When it comes down to missing money, the players will start talking. Or if there's a longer strike, a lot of players will will break the line and and go because they're like, listen, you know, for every one of you who has the hundred fifty million dollar contract. I've only got the league minimum. I can't afford to miss the contract. I'll jump the line. I'll go play. I got to <laughs> feed my kids. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's someone's job at the end of the day, isn't it? It's not just a right. pastime for most people. Yeah, so, you know, and, and I, as soon as the – because the other thing is that the owners will start feeling the pinch here shortly because they're not going to get the gate receipts. Mm. And, and ESPN ain't paying them if they're not showing games on TV. So – and that's where the real money is, the TV money. Yeah, yeah. And and, and it's so, the same. It's the same for football for us, isn't it? Well, uh, soccer um, association I, football. Okay. Association <laughs> football. The 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 money is in the the TV contracts ultimately, and we're seeing broadcasters from Saudi Arabia and Qatar, especially, just pumping billions into broadcasting, and it's pushing transfer costs up for players and. Wages are increasing massively. It's it, it 
the balance between sport and business is just it's it's no longer an even thing anymore. No, no. Um, real quick, could you guys explain relegation to me? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, as the the, uh, as the sports with two teams that are in a relegation battle, <laughs> we can uh, yeah more than yeah. Do that. <laughs> um, so there's it's kind of it's a it's a pyramid system that we kind of have in so you have the top 20 teams at the top and then you have all the other teams filtering down to like your your um, bar team right at the bottom yeah, separated by divisions yeah so if at the end of the season you're in it usually in the bottom three for most divisions although it can depend um could be four could be two yeah yeah so yeah if you're in the group of teams that aren't deemed good enough to stay in that league then you get moved down to the next one and then three teams from the league below then move up so mm. they, i guess it's so that you've got in theory the best amount but the best teams playing at the top level yeah um but it doesn't always work out but it it adds a i guess it i guess if you're um yeah i guess if you're a team that doesn't win very much then it it brings a bit more competition into the league rather than just concentrating at the top all the time. It's like who's going to who's going to be the winners at the end of it. It's kind of um, yeah, gives a bit more threat, I, I mean, guess. Yeah, we've seen in the past that teams in like the fourth or fifth division have just gone up a league season by season and had this fairy tale run, but then ended up in a division that's way too high for them. Um, with teams that are way too good for them, and they just end up falling back down. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you know, I I heard about relegation and and it like I understood it, but it's like in because all right, so MLB, you've got your thirty teams, Mm -hmm. and then every team has a minor league team. So you've got triple A, double A, single A. It used to be high A and low A, but now Mm -hmm. I think it's just rookie league. But every team has three or four minor league teams, but it's not like the worst team. You know, like the Texas Rangers aren't getting kicked out of the league and then the Texas, you know, whoever the best minor league team was gets kicked, uh, brought in. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it would be nice because I hate the Texas Rangers and I'd love to see them <laughs> gone, but... <laughs> it, it's nice because it adds just a, a bit of, like, there's no danger to, to being the worst team in MLB at the minute. Like, you finish no. bottom and that's it, you move on. You get better draft picks. Well, in America, yeah. in American football, being the worst team actually benefits you sometimes because, uh, well, I mean, look at the Super Bowl this year. The Bengals were the worst team in football three years ago, so they got the number yeah. one draft pick, and then Joe Burrow got them into the Super Bowl three years later. So you know, it's it's nice though because it just means that it isn't the same three teams. That we unfortunately have in, in in our soccer, it's just the same four teams every year that just compete at the top. Like who wow. who thought the the Rams and the Bengals would be in a Super Bowl final? Uh, well, I mean the Rams were not much of a surprise, but the Bengals definitely were. Hmm. I mean, being being that I live in Wisconsin now, um, I was under the impression that the Packers were going to get there, but uh, you know they choked again. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've got who, teams like that uh yeah 
um, David was on the uh, on the Twitter the other day saying which is the best team that's never won a championship, and it was his team, uh, the Ultimate yeah. Chokers. So the um, Ultimate Butlers, yeah, yeah, nineteen ninety six, twelve point twelve yeah. points clear with half the season left to play, and we ended up finishing like almost third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about as good as it got. Um, who in your eyes, Nicholas, is going to be the next Tom Brady? Oh, geez. Um, I don't know if there ever can be another Tom Brady. I mean, I think he, he hit the right amount of luck with just the bare amount of skill to, to put himself in a position to win that many championships. I just don't know. I mean, because you go back to the early 90s with the Cowboys, when they won three championships out of four years, and then you didn't see anything like that again for, you know, 10 plus years with the Patriots doing it. Um, hmm. It's just, it's so hard in American football to win back-to-back titles, let alone, you know, run off a, you know, seven in 20 years. I mean, there there are quarterbacks, and and I could start naming names, and I'm guessing that you guys probably wouldn't know a lot of them. But, like, you have a quarterback like Dan Marino, who Mm. is considered one of the all-time greatest quarterbacks, never won a Super Bowl, only played and won his entire career. Yeah. You know, know, John Elway got lucky to win two at the end of his career when his team carried a limp, lifeless body over the finish line. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean – I, I think, you know, it, it's it's going to take a combination of, 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 a, of a team like Bill Belichick put together with, with a quarterback like Tom Brady to do it again. I mean, if I had to put money on anybody, I would put money on like Patrick Mahomes, the guy out of mm-hmm. Kansas City, just because he has a, an all-world all level of skill that I've never really seen before. I mean, he can do things on, on, the, on the field that is just unreal. But, you know, because he's a mobile quarterback, because he runs, there's also a good chance he's getting his knee taken out in next season mm. and, it, and, and his career is done. So, <laughs> you know, so it's easy to say Mahomes has that chance. But, well, I mean, anyway, I mean, Tom Brady could have – I mean, Tom Brady lost an entire season when he got his knee taken out from under him too. He just, you know, he's not a mobile quarterback, so it didn't hurt him in the long run. Mm. And the fact he's, he kept his career going into his 40s is, is just... Yeah, and that that's pretty rare unless you're a kicker. Um, I mean, a quarterback play... I mean, like Aaron Rodgers is 38. He's probably only got one, maybe two more years left in him. Um, but most most guys in the NFL don't make it past... Being a 38-year-old player makes you one of the oldest players in the league. You know? <laughs> Which is is pretty sad. Now that I'm 43, I look at it and go, I'm older than everybody in professional sports. <laughs> <laughs> when it's when they're born, like 2006, and you're just like, that was only like five, six years ago, and yeah, and <laughs> that's what really yeah, hurts. like so and so plays making his debut at 16, and he was yeah. born like the mid 2000s. It's like, just, no, I feel ancient. <laughs> I uh, I worked with a guy who was born uh, the same year I graduated high school, and it's like, <laughs> oh man, 
I don't want to think about how old I am. I just you know. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like sports to make you feel truly old as well. Yeah. That's that's the worst thing. Yeah. But um, um go on, sorry. I was gonna say, um kind of segueing into um into other things, um, which is in your opinion is the best sports movie of all time. Oh um Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, it, I mean, I would have to. My initial saying would be Happy Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't like real golf. Like I can't stand. But uh, give me a good golf movie. Uh, you know. But I mean, I think I would have to probably differentiate between the sport. Like for baseball, I'm going to go Major League. Okay. Um, you know, for football, I'm going to go. Well, I mean, you're going to see Adam Sandler a lot. Um, Waterboy is one of my favorite football movies. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he do Longest Yard as well? Uh, he also did the Longest Yard. That one's good. I don't doesn't get enough credit for for what it was, but I mean, it wasn't. I mean, Waterboy got me through college. Well, Adam Sandler. Uh, so Waterboy, Happy Gilmore, and Billy Madison. I watched way too much in college like probably like the, every every other the golden weekend. years for adam sandler without well, yeah, that, i think yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh yeah my, my roommates and i every weekend probably watched that movie those three movies at least once and when we should have been studying but you know whatever <laughs> I, I i still grad i still graduated or work in no place no fun is it really you need to <laughs> <laughs> to enjoy yourself from time to time unless you're paying thousands for an education then it's a little bit more pressure there i suppose tell me about it um <laughs> if we're going to talk marvel then which we all uh, love to do um <laughs> just quickly then which is better marvel dc oh man it's so clear that marvel knows what they're doing when it comes to movies that even the bad Marvel movies are more watchable than the good DC movies. Because, I mean, The Eternals, let's, uh, The Eternals wasn't a bad movie. Mm. It just wasn't as good as Iron Man or Black mm. Panther. Or, you know, Thor 2 wasn't very good, but it was still better than, you know, The Justice League. Mm. <laughs> uh, but DC, when it comes to TV, I don't know if you guys have been watching Peacemaker or not, but yeah. uh, oh, that show is amazing. <laughs> DC, when it comes to TV, has it figured out. Where Marvel, until Disney Plus, was kind of struggling. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, I've been a comic book fan my entire life. I I used to go to the library and read the read the comic books, or every time we'd go to the the convenience store, I'd I'd beg mom to buy me some comic books, and I've got boxes and boxes of them down in the basement. So, I mean, if I had to pick my favorite character, it would probably be Batman. But when it mm. came to like overwhelmingly the books that are in my collection, it's it's spy uh, you know Spider Man, Hulk, Thor, you know. It's it's Marvel is is definitely has the tipping balance in my collection. It seems like they've got the variety as well. When you like when you compare characters like that, it's just like you can reel off Marvel characters quite easily. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that Marvel, at least, and I think that's what makes their movies has been more successful, is that they haven't just been like, here's our three, mm. and we're going to stick with these three regardless. Like, Iron Man had his time, and now they're branching out, or they branched out immediately, where DC seems to be stuck on, we have to do Batman, we have to do Superman, now we have to do Wonder Woman, you know. Mm. And it's, I mean, we, I mean, I enjoy Batman, but Robert Pattinson is what the fifth or sixth one. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't, and, and that's, if you don't include like the 1930, 1940 version, you know, the black oh, yeah. and white serials, you know, <laughs> yeah, bring back Michael Keaton. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> they are doing that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with that, well, with the next flash movie and then Batgirl. Yeah, that that for me was was peak Batman, and it, I don't know. It's just, I think uh, I had this conversation with um, oh, who was it on the the pod as a guest recently? I can't remember, but was it um, Aaron? Might have been Aaron. Yeah, um, that it seems that they want to take Batman into this. We need to dissect his past and see what makes him tick. And it's like just make it an entertaining film based on a comic book. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that's what made the new Spider-Man uh, with Tom Holland so much better than than some of the previous stuff is that, like, they just skipped the origin. They just went right to, here he is, he's got his powers, he's doing what he does. Yeah. Let's just get, we don't, we don't need to see Uncle Ben die again. We don't need to see Thomas and Martha Wayne die again. We just, we know it already. We've seen it. Just give me a story and go. <laughs> How do you explain how Marvel in itself has took over the way it has? The fact it's based on comic books and historically it doesn't seem like it would have ever taken off in the way it has. I think it just hit at the right time. Um, I mean, Batman and Robin in 97, 98 did its best to kill the comic book industry before it started. Um, and then Marvel started with Blade and then the X-Men and then, you know, Spider-Man. And then they got to a point where they went and said, all right, well, let's get somebody like Robert Downey Jr. and John Favreau and, and really just like, let's go out and get the top quality names. Like, let's get the big name talent, and bring them in. And then mm. where instead of just relying on this is Iron Man. You all know who he is. They they created like they spent the time to to not only just honor the comic books, but you know do it in a way that was enjoyable and, and accessible to the people who hadn't read comic books. But I mean, you go back and you look at like say the first X Men movie. I mean, it's a good movie, but it is very other than the names and maybe some of the powers, mm. nothing like the comic books. Like they even make a joke about the outfits. They're all wearing the black leather, and they're like, "Oh, what did you want me to wear? Blue and yellow?" Or <laughs> and it's like, "Well, yes, yes, I did." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I think when you get to Iron Man, when you have uh, pretty close to the exact same origin story from the book into the movie, just with a couple of modern touches and then a, a screen accurate, you know, a comic accurate outfit. And just, uh, you know, well, I mean, John Favreau obviously grew up loving Iron Man. And that went a long way 
where like yep. you have um people oh i can't remember her name the lady who directed the second punisher movie was like oh i just want to i don't want i don't like you know comic books or i don't want the logo so like she would barely put the logo on the Punisher outfit. And it's like, well, mm. then why are you directing a comic? If you don't want to do it, then don't do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Call it something yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, DC and Marvel steal from each other all the time. I mean, look at some of the characters and see that they're you know basically the same. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, cause I mean, let's face it. Iron Man is basically just bad. Yeah. <laughs> rich, the rich guy with suits <laughs> yeah they, no no real superpowers just you know so i mean they just they were like well instead of dressing this guy up like a bat we're gonna dress him up in a iron costume yeah <laughs> but uh you know so just do a guy who's mad about everything and wants to kill the mob and call it the avenger or something i don't know but you know i mean and then you can look at like that last Fantastic Four movie that uh, Josh Trank did and go, mm. you clearly don't like Fantastic Four. You just wanted to do a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah. Just cash in on the name. Yeah. Because otherwise, why did you do what you did? <laughs> yeah. What does the future look like for Marvel then, in your eyes? Is it I mean, strength to strength? Yeah, I mean, my big concern right now with Marvel is that maybe they're doing too much. Um, you know, with Disney Plus, they're just pumping out these shows left and right. And then, you know, they're doing like, I mean, it was, I mean, as a comic book fan growing up, if you got one movie a year, you were like over the moon. Um, and now you're getting you know, three or four Marvel movies, two or three DC movies, then you got the indie movies and you've got all the, the Marvel. And it's just like, I mean, I'm wondering if at some point they're not going to you know, kind of choke themselves out of the market just because they're doing too much. Yeah. Yeah. Oversaturated yeah. to the point where people are just starting to get a bit fed up with it. Right. And especially now that with Disney plus they're, they're doing all these series that are going to be important to to the movies themselves like if you don't go see if you don't sit down and watch um the wandavision series you're not gonna mm. really you're not really gonna understand the next doctor strange movie right yeah yeah similar with star wars though it just seems like once there was very little star wars to the point where it was a, an event when a new film came out to now there's oh you're getting another sequel next year and a new TV show about this side character and this side character. And it's just like, it's too much just seems to be, it's not the way it should be going. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah, that is true. I mean, too much, too much of a good thing. is is too much sometimes. So. Uh, what were you going to oh, say, yeah. Jamie? Sorry. Oh, um, I was, well, I was going to say something else, but um, I was just thinking um, of, of Star Trek. It's like um, the, you look at the new ones that they've made and you've got kind of remember what it's called now. I think it's discovery or something. And it's kind mm. of, it's kind of bam, right. A modern audience where you've got the, the cartoon one, which again, name escapes me. And that's just like, that feels more original Star Trek than, than the, uh, than the other stuff that they're doing. 
but then mm. fandoms are really strange i think these days and you get some that would defend it to the to the death and then others that like this this isn't for me and it's weird mm. Like a lot of things, it's either or nothing, isn't it? Yeah. We can't have balanced conversations about fandoms anymore, it seems. <laughs> no, no, no. The, I mean, I, like, I'm a diehard Star Wars fan, but, like, the Star Wars fandom has become so toxic, it, it almost makes me not want to watch it anymore. You know? <laughs> it's like, I mean, you can't watch those new new trilogies and, and see that they're good movies they're not necessarily as good as the originals but you know they're better than the prequel series and, and people are just oh it's just, it gets so toxic you know <laughs> um, the, the original your point... oh, sorry Different. sorry uh, which is your favorite of the uh the movie so far um of of the original nine yeah or just okay you can say rogue one if you want <laughs> um uh, i'm trying to remember the order um because i know it was phantom menace uh, probably return of the jedi mm. that that third one yeah that that was i mean it, it just movie making at its at its finest i mean the the force awakens was was not bad um i mean obviously rogue one is is probably up towards the top of the list i mean it is it's really good i thought solo was really good i just don't think it got enough credit because of when it came out yeah yeah it seems to have been dropped quite quickly no and the toxic fandom turned against it because you know well that's just what they do <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be kind of left field man today. And um, <laughs> is there, um, are there enough teenage mutant ninja movie? Uh, t- yeah, teenage mutant ninja turtle movies. <laughs> that is that is the the question for the ages. Uh, I mean, are we? <sighs> Are we going to put guys back in the, the rubber outfits and have them dance around? Or are we going to do like the last couple <laughs> Michael Bay ones and just CGI? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's close to the original as possible. I think, yeah, I think they should just be a 2D cartoons. That'd be even awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, being the age that I am, the cartoons were were massive for me Uh, so when the live action movies came out that was incredible i had on cassette i had the vanilla ice like i don't remember if it was just a single or i had the whole soundtrack and i listened to that all the time (laughs) um but you know i don't know the last time i've sat down and watched one of the the older uh turtle movies i've seen the the michael bay ones and i mean they're fun but you know I'm sure they'll make another one. Yeah. Yeah. We we live in the world of sequels these days, so you never truly count it out, can you? It's it's been a couple of years. It's time to reboot it. It's <laughs> it time. Um you had it here first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean who would direct it though? We need someone a bit more like a, a truly left field director. Kevin Smith. 
Kevin Smith. Yes, <laughs> that would work. I mean, yeah. it would be rated R, but... Yeah. Um, sort of like the, Jeff Bridges as one yeah. of the turtles. At least the dialogue would be interesting. <laughs> um, what have you seen recently, Nicholas, that you've, you've enjoyed movie-wise? Um, I have found myself watching a lot of old 80s movies recently. But for new movies, uh, the newest movie I went and saw in the theaters was Jackass 4. Yeah. Um, and thoroughly enjoyed that. That was that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I didn't I was a little concerned just because of how old those guys are. And man, do they look old, um, especially <laughs> when they started showing footage of when they first started. Yeah. 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 Seeing Knoxville get wiped out by um by a bull again yeah it's just like is once not enough yeah uh, yeah i don't know what did you think was going to happen yeah <laughs> and the uh, the intro as well the uh the the godzilla scene was just like yeah, yeah this is a uh, i don't know what i expected <laughs> yeah i i uh i went the the wife decided she really wanted to see it so we rented out a theater for the family mm. so it was just like the eight or nine of us in the theater by ourselves oh wow so i mean i knew it was going to be well i mean it was jackass so i was expecting a certain amount of genitalia uh, yeah genitalia <laughs> um but sitting in a theater with next to your wife and your mother-in-law and your sister-in-law and your father-in-law and your brother-in-law and his girlfriend put another level into that movie <laughs> You know, seeing the uh, the Godzilla scene in particular, where you're just like, "Oh, good, my mother-in-law's three seats over that way." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just think it came out at a perfect time. Even yeah. the um, back in the day, the first one and, and the TV show, it was just like that. This would never happen now. No, I mean, uh, people would would scream and yell and shut it down. And, you know, you know, I mean basically created you i mean jackass basically created youtube i mean yeah, yeah and and now we you know now i mean tiktok challenges try to start all the time and they're always getting shut down because well we can't have people do stupid things well because people are also too stupid to realize that there's a, a point or a level where you can't go like yeah, don't it's, eat tide pods it's it's one thing to to tie your mate down and get a, a, a vulture to attack him. <laughs> but then you should never stack crates up and try and walk over the top of him. Well, and, and the thing about the jackass guys is that uh, it might look like they're uh, just a bunch of random guys doing horrible things to each other, but, you know, they are slightly trained professionals mm. where your average person is not. You know, they have <laughs> at least an idea of what they're doing. <laughs> and some kind of safety protocol in place. Um, what are you looking forward to in the future, then, movie-wise? Um, I mean, right now that that next Doctor Strange movie is, is the one that I'm I'm really looking forward to. Um, uh, my mom, I was talking to my mom yesterday, and her and dad went and saw that Death on the Nile, that new Agatha Christie movie. Oh and yeah, she said she said it was really good, so I kind of want to go see that one. 
it's kind of snuck under the radar for me. It's like when I've been planning movies to watch, you know, I always see it there and it's just, oh yeah, I'll get, I'll get to it one day. And well, it's, then, it's hard for a movie like that. It's hard to justify, you know, dropping, you know, 10, $15 to go see it in the theater. You know, it's like, I feel like that's a, a good home movie, you know, wrap up on the couch, some popcorn or, you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, wildly different to Jackass Four as well. I don't. Think oh, well, yeah, <laughs> I thought the complete opposite to the new Ben Affleck film um, that's just uh, that's just been on on Prime, Amazon Prime, and it just felt that's like a, a film you go and see at the, at the movie theater. It's not kind of a just watch at home on the uh, on the laptop film, <laughs> which is which is kind of bizarre how films and movies have this kind of there needs to be the right setting. You need to be in the right setting for them to, to yeah. work. Well, I don't, I don't know if, if you guys have had the same argument over there that, that we, that people have been having over here, but with, with the last you know year and a half, two years of restrictions, people have been arguing that the movie theater is dead. And that, you know, and that, you know, the theater experience is gone. And it's just like, I don't, I mean, I, I love the theater experience. I love going to a theater. Like when we went and saw the new Spider-Man movie, it was a packed theater and it made the experience so much more, yeah. so much more incredible because when Andrew Garfield or when Tobey Maguire stepped out on, on camera, like you heard the audible gasp in the theater and then yeah. Andrew Garfield, the same thing. And like, if you're just watching at home, you're like, Oh, okay. That happened. But like being in a theater when like, you know, all, you know, however many people are sitting there, it was like, ooh, like it, I mean, it, it made it feel more impressive. And, and like I say about the setup, Jamie, it's, it's one thing to watch it in a massive cinema with sort of this gigantic screen and a, a surround sound system. And a lot of that is lost if you watch it at home on a TV with the rim built sound. And you like, say, you're sat on your own, there's no reaction around you. It's just, yeah. Sure, surely that bumps up the the overall quality of the movie like a good couple of notches in the cinema. Although no, nobody, uh, the when I went to see Uncharted the other day, it was pretty packed, and nobody mm. laughed at any of the jokes. Or really? I don't know. Well, <laughs> if there was any jokes in it, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it makes you wonder. Um, so I think yeah, there is a place for for the movie theatre. Mm. Yeah, it's good to see. It. I mean, the last couple of movies I've watched, it's been half to full. So it's, it's. I think it's, it's getting somewhat back to where it was. But then I've a couple of movies as well. I've seen that, like six people are in there, and it's the first day it's come out. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I went and saw No Time to Die in the local theater. Like it, it's a little tiny, like four screener that like is like an ancient theater. It doesn't have the the recliner seats and the, you know, the, it's not stadium seating. It's it, and there was only like maybe 10, 15 people in there the opening weekend. But I was wow. like, I think this is, I think this has more to do about the theater than it does the movie. Mm. <laughs> We've still had the the worry of restrictions on cinemas, especially that people are were, were quite tentative to to leave and, and go to places like that as well. I don't think you've had similar thing over there. I mean, it, it varies from, from state to state, city to city. But I mean, I think most people are getting to the point where they're just tired of it. 
and and they're not as they're just they're you know kind of getting to the point where it's like i think we're just done like it's not like you know it's not we can't just live our life in fear anymore like we have we need to be cautious obviously i mean it's a real thing and we need to take precautions but you know just not going anywhere because you're afraid of something is is not necessarily a way to live your life either so and it's it's the effect it has on the industries as well like especially um or movie theaters as well but like music venues restaurants the ones that aren't like chain owns that just live off their own money and you fear for places like that sometimes yeah absolutely um jamie you got anything uh i don't think of anything um you got anything anything you want to ask us well, I do, and I'd, I'd like to have you guys on on an episode of Pop Culture Roulette at some point in the future because I have I have a few questions that uh, I'd I'd like to uh, to throw down and and get some some explanation not explanation on but just um, I I just recently listened to an episode of your guys um, so I I think unfortunately one of the questions I wanted to ask won't go over as well um, because I wanted to one of the guys I do the podcast with is obsessed with Halloween. <laughs> so <laughs> so we for halloween this year um uh, we did 31 days of content um between pop culture roulette and our, our i don't know if you want to call it sister podcast or mother podcast whatever the, the guy who hosts everything has his mm-hmm. podcast and then he has our podcast so we did we did either a new podcast or a new youtube video or something every day for the month of October to celebrate Halloween so my I was going to ask you guys to kind of just give me some Halloween traditions from over there and just kind of walk me through that but uh, um it I don't think it varies all that much I think if anything it's just a smaller scale um so so me personally, <laughs> I, I, I think I've grown a bit tired of it, but it's, I think you still see it alive and well. And on some streets, they they do make an effort. There's we don't quite have the um, oh, what was the the whole over there? If, if you have the light on the porch, yep, then that means yeah, come and knock on our door. That, but we don't really have the luxury of porches over here, so it's like you like, turn all your lights off and hide upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, there, and there were a couple other things that I, I figured I'd, I'd, I'd like to have you guys on just to kind of discuss for, for, you know, for purposes there, but uh, um, yeah, you did, yeah, when, you, when you, when you did email me, you asked me to come up with some underrated overrated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what have you got? All right. For underrated, um, I, I have to go Ben folds, Ben folds five. Oh Yeah. I mean, he is he is one of my all time favorite artists, and I just I feel like he does not get nearly the amount of credit that he deserves for being well a brilliant lyricist, but just also a really good musician. I mean, piano, guitar, you know, you name it, he's he's at least proficient at it. But uh, yeah. you know, he just doesn't. I don't feel like that a lot of people either know who he is or give him the credit he deserves. <laughs> A, ba- a band that uh, we've promoted on on this podcast before, Lawrence, um, 
they've got a song where they just absolutely rip into it. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's uh, it's quite quite in, uh, interesting how other musicians see musicians. But <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I think what that's about... more to do with him as the person than the the music. I think. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. What about um, overrated? All right, this one is maybe get me cancelled. Um, uh, <laughs> That's what we like to we hear. Can, we can beep it out if you want. <laughs> um, but uh, it is it is uh, because I know when I say it to people over here, people like treat me like I've just you know committed blasphemy. But Martin Scorsese. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, in, in what I've, sense? I've tried to watch so many. I've watched a lot of his movies if not i haven't watched all of them but i've watched and i just don't like any of them (laughs) and like i don't get the like people are obsessed with goodfellas and they they quote it and they talk about it and and i just i don't i mean i i don't know maybe i just watched it on a bad day but like i just didn't like it you know i just i didn't like casino i didn't like you know it's i hated the uh not the aviator well i didn't like that one but um Oh, what was that one that won the Oscar with him and DiCaprio and Dane, like everybody? Um, um, the Departed. The re- yeah, The Departed. Mm. I hated. I hated The Departed. Yeah, I think I've had a sleep draw on that. Um, and I'm a, <laughs> and I'm a, a Matt Damon fan, so <laughs> good shame. Um, yeah, but like Gangs in New York, I thought was a a good movie until the end, and then the end just ruined the rest of it. You know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I take it you didn't sit through all 15 hours of The Irishman and enjoy it then? <laughs> I, you know, I tried to force myself to sit down and watch it and I couldn't even press play. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things, it's like, you know, I like, I've watched, I've forced myself to watch so many Scorsese films because I'm like, I'm going to find one of them that I like. I will I will and then I'll get it and I'll understand it and then I can go back and watch it and then I can be on the side with everybody else but everyone that I watch I'm just like nope I was right <laughs> um, so we're, we're calling here first then Scorsese to direct the new uh, Ninja Turtles movie <laughs> <laughs> now that would be interesting I, I would I would. <laughs> you can have Al Pacino you can have De Niro you can have Joe Pesci <laughs> <laughs> Lazy turtles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's the title of the episode as well. <laughs> um, oh God, yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think when when we do my next uh, rated underrated, I think we're going to have a similar reaction because I'm not going to spoil it now. But you know, mm. just just wait for it because. Um, yeah, because when I do say this to people, they're just like, are you serious? <laughs> is it food related? I think I already know what it is. It's not food oh. related, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call out gravy. I live on uh, on air. No. Um I just do that for Twitter. Um but yeah, so no. It's good to have different opinions and uh, I don't think so. I think everyone should just have mine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there so you go. Easier. There is the word of fandom in two sentences. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, there's two things I enjoy: people that have open opinions and people that agree with me. <laughs> um, where can we find you online? Uh, your podcast, anything you want um, to plug? Well, I mean, pop culture roulette. Uh, we're on pretty much every major podcast directory that I can think of. Um, so just uh, where if you want to go to our website, it's mediapodsmash.com backslash pop culture roulette, or yep. you can just go to media pod smash and click on the, you know, uh, we're on Facebook. Um, I have Twitter, but I mainly just use it to enter contest. Um, Instagram. I've had to shorten a lot of it to pop cult roulette because they won't let me have all of the characters. Uh. Um, but uh, yeah, no, we're we're you know we're we're trying to build a brand. Uh, but yeah, get get in touch with us. Uh, find us on on Facebook or, or you know drop us a message and, and you know hopefully hopefully we'll get a get some better views uh, listens. You know, I mean, I, mean, I, I yeah. sat down and listened to the um, the mascot episode. <laughs> <It's> okay, just, <laughs> I think it opened a brand new world into into american sports for me it's just things that i didn't even think existed and now it's like now i understand now i get it um okay yeah that was the one oh that was the the most recent episode that we did yeah okay yeah that was uh all right so because i don't know where you guys stand with super bowl obviously you're aware of it mm-hmm. um but i don't know if you guys get the whole hype around the super bowl because it's not just the game itself; it's it's the the Super Bowl has special advertising. So for the commercial breaks, they make you know they, they all these advertisers spend way too much money for thirty seconds to to hawk their wares, and um, so in kind of honoring the Super Bowl, we built that giant bracket to just debate all of the advertising mascots. <laughs> Um, although now, now that you're saying that one, maybe we'll build a bracket debating just professional sports mascots. Cause that might be fun too. Yeah. Oh. That is a multiverse that you need to get involved. With. <laughs> um, it's the thing cricket actually does quite well is, um, that every year the, the mascots for the 18 teams, they will race each other, um, across, uh, yeah, around a circuit, which is quite, quite entertaining. <laughs> But uh, there needs to be more mascot racing, I think. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be an Olympic event. Event. Well, the the Milwaukee Brewers have the sausage racing. So in the seventh inning stretch, every every home game, they have four. Well, no, five sausages now. They've got the hot dog, the bratwurst, the Italian sausage, the chorizo, and then I'm forgetting the fifth one. But they, they start over by third base and then they put guys in costumes and they run around. And, and then, yeah, but, and that's every home game. People cheer for them. They sell, <laughs> they sell, they sell uh, bobbleheads and stuffed animals. And people wear t shirts. Like it's a big thing here in Milwaukee. Uh, the Washington Nationals do ex presidents, they got like four or five ex presidents that, that race. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um so i mean it, we do have a little bit of mascot racing here but not enough really no. yeah. yeah i think we need to look at replacing the mascot with the um 
the Milwaukee beer from basketball as well. <laughs> yeah, make basketball an Olympic sport as well while we're at it. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we're talking best sports movies, then basketball yeah. for me is up there. <laughs> um, anything else have we got? No, I, th- I think we've uh, we've covered quite a uh, quite a multitude of uh, different things, and uh, yeah, yeah, and I think it, yeah, it's been yeah an absolute pleasure to hear your thoughts, Nicholas. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. That's all right. And um, whenever we let us know when you want us to. Yeah. 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 I'll I'll uh, I'll message you guys because and, and, I'm kind of busy the next couple of weeks with some family stuff going out of town and whatnot so it'll it'll be a couple weeks before i can try to figure out a schedule but yeah we're, we're more than up for it yeah absolutely yeah. excellent okay and now you can go right, back well. to sleep <laughs> <laughs> now i'm up now so i got some stuff to do around the house you're just so, saying that. Right, well. <laughs> <laughs> no it's been been a pleasure yeah thanks thanks for yeah, your time right. and your uh, Thank you. your education on things that we, we really need to learn more about. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, hit me up if you ever want to learn something else. I'll do my best to try to answer for the entire country. Excellent. <laughs> the, the, you're the voice of America that we need to hear. So. All right. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thanks, so, thanks for your time. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. Very much. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for having me.